Actually, something I was digging into, I was like, man, there's so much to share about just the topic. Yeah. And you could go, like, you could go in all these different facets. Like, Glenn and I were talking, like, this could be, like, a whole, like, month series of sermons in yeah. itself. Uh, so I'm going to do my best to sort of boil it down into, like, what, 30 minutes here or something like that? Yeah. So, um, so let's get started. But before I do, I just want to say a prayer. Yeah. Um, dear Father, um, Father, I just come, humbly come before you, Father, just um, to ask that, uh, that uh, just like the gracious God that you are and how you own everything and uh, everything belongs to you, that, uh, that we just acknowledge that, Father, tonight, uh, acknowledge that um, every good thing comes from you. Right. And I just pray and ask that uh, you just speak through me right now, Father. Uh, allow your Holy Spirit to come upon me. It, it dwells within me, Father. But uh, speak through me, Father, uh, as, on this topic of stewardship, that uh, that our hearts can be moved, Father, to be um, just to have the masters of affairs mm-hmm. on our minds, Father, and how we live our lives, Father. Uh, so with that, I just want to pray all these things to your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So... Um, so yeah, guys, stewardship. Stewardship. Um, I got a question. So what, on the topic of stewardship, like what do you guys think of when you think of stewardship? Or what does it mean to be a good steward? Any ideas? Taking good care of something, right? Okay. Take yeah. care of something? Okay. Taking care of something for someone else? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. A steward is is like a manager, like... A manager of like a household, you know, that was in, in terms of like the origins of it. Um, you know, it's basically, uh, like you said, taking care of something, but that something doesn't belong to you. Mm. You don't own that. Um, and right from the beginning, um, we see who this, who the master is, who owns everything. Uh, and in the Bible, in Genesis 1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He uh, created what is out of nothing. Mm. Go ahead and try that sometime. Just uh, take a bunch of nothing and create the universe, you know. Uh, good luck with that. Um, but he did something, um, like, really special, is that he took man, and he sort of invited him into this sort of, uh, into his creation. And he says, I want you to, to take care of what I've created. Wow. You know, and not only for, you know, like Adam and itself in the garden, but for his descendants, for us, for you and me. Um, and when we enter into God's kingdom, we, we surrender, you know, we acknowledge that we've surrendered everything. Uh, but then God makes us, he appoints us stewards of the resources that he's given us. And, um, you know, like what are those resources? Well... The first thing that comes to mind when you, when you, on the topic of stewardship is usually finances, you know, is money. But, but really, that's just like a small part of the things that God entrusts us with. Amen. You know, um, things like the time, time that we have, you know, um, we, it's a very fine, we have a very finite amount of time, you know. We're on this earth for just a little bit, and, you know, what we do with that time really matters, you know. Um, the talents that, that, that we have is, is given to us, you know, our intelligence, our creativity, um, you know, the, the special skills that you have, 
um, your athleticism, you know, uh, God gives us our bodies, yeah. you know, and, you know, like the health that we have, you know, it's, it's here today. It's, it might be gone tomorrow, you know? So th- these are things that are given to us and we need to acknowledge that, you know, and realize that it's God who gives us and he, and he cares about what we do with it, you know? Right. He cares about the relationships, you know? He gives us these, these people that we interact with. Um, and it's really interesting, you know, we have the, he gives us the power to destroy wow. and to heal with the words that we use to one, wow. with one another, you know? And it's, it's, it's intense, but yeah, like, it's something that, that God has given us, you know? And, you know, just on the topic of, like, the environment, you know, this planet that we live on, you know, the, the very places that we live is something that, you know, God created. And he, he didn't create it so we could just junk it up, you know. He cares about his creation. He wants us to, to take care of it, you know. Um, so I've got a little sort of demonstration that I want to share with you. So, um, so I'll just share from my, good guess. Um, actually I have no idea how many is in here, so maybe, um, you know, before I was a Christian in my, um, called BC days before, before Christ days, um, you know, God was the master, but you know what? There was a time when I believed I was the master. Mm, what? I was the master of my own destiny. Wow. You know, I, uh, I believe that I, that I earned these jelly beans, you know, that, um, that I deserve all that I have just by the nature of me just being awesome, you know? Um, that makes sense. It's, you know, I, I, I'm entitled to these things, you know? It's, you know, it's, it's my, by my merit, by my skill, you know, this, this, this I, 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 you know, it just keeps coming up. You know, I'll just say I, I was a spoiled child. I didn't recognize who was really giving me these good things, you know, in my life. And, you know, um, and as I went along my life, I, I, you know, I took these things that I thought I deserved and I started using them. You know, I, I started, uh, you know, wanting to spend time with friends, you know, that takes time and money, you know, that's, it's not a bad thing to do, but there it goes a little bit of what's, what is mine, what resources that, that I thought I had, you know, and then, um, you know, I wanted a car to get around, you know, there he goes a bit more. Oh, need insurance. Oh, oh you know, yeah, actually, oh, I got in an accident. Oh, need some more money for that car. Actually, insurance went up, uh, you know, needed to have a job. So that just took more of my time, you know. Um, you know, the things that I, you know, had passion to do, like it's good things. But, you know what, there's more time, you know, hobbies. Um, you know, you talk about relationships and spending time with friends, you know, having a girlfriend. That's, that could be a... Depends if she's a... She has expensive tastes, you know. There goes a little bit more, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, the things that... The things that I cared about, you know. Um, you know, then there's like maybe going to college. That's about... That's the rest of So... So one day, you know, 
one day you wake up and you realize, wow, I'm, I'm empty, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I, I have nothing to give to God. Mm-hmm. I have nothing, you know? Um, I, you, you know, all these good things, they really came from him, but I didn't acknowledge that. And, you know, you, you feel the emptiness when you don't acknowledge that, you know? When, it's, like, it's like putting a cap. It's putting a lid over top of your jar here, your cup, and not allowing God to, 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 to empower your life, to, to continue to fill you up with resources, you know? Um, you know, as disciples, we need to preserve this perspective that all good things come from God, you know? Yeah. It's something that, that daily we need to remind ourselves, you know? Um, in the Old Testament, you know, we see examples of stewards or stewardship, um, you know, I mentioned Adam in the garden. He, God called him to subdue and to rule and to, uh, you know, work the land and, and watch over his creation, you know, in Genesis. But in also uh, Joseph, uh, you know, he, when he was overseeing Potiphar's uh, household, you know, he was an overseer. He was taking care of this other person's estate, you know, in Genesis uh, 39. Um, until he had some lady troubles, but uh, but then eventually he ended up uh, you know see, overseeing Pharaoh's kingdom you know so th- there's an example of somebody you know he was he was in, put in charge over something that wasn't his you know and it was able, and God appointed him to that you know so that for the benefit of of the future of his people you know um, you know and Moses leading God's people in Exodus. You know, God, God appointed him a leader, you know, to t- take care of his people, through, through, get him through the desert. Um, but there's one passage here um, in First Chronicles that I want to look at. Um, another example of um, just, just the heart of stewardship, you know. Um, in First Chronicles uh, 29. Go, Somebody up for... Just reading um, a passage here. Sure. Uh, in First Chronicles twenty nine uh, verses uh, fourteen. Fourteen through. Let's see. Let's go through um, seventeen. Let's do that. Um, uh, uh, yeah, Bob, go ahead. Sure. Right. Let's say the Lord. <laughs> um, but who am I? Who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you, and we have given you only what comes from your hand. We are aliens and strangers in your sight, as well as were all our forefathers. Our days on earth are like a shadow without hope. O Lord our God, as for all this abundance that we have provided for building you a temple for your holy name, it comes from your hand, and all of it belongs to you. I know, my God, that you test the heart and are pleased with integrity. All these things have I given willingly and with honest intent, and now I have seen with joy how willingly your people who are here have given to you. Awesome. So here's David. This is towards the end of his reign. You know, he's gathered up these resources to getting ready to sort of hand over the kingdom to Solomon. 
But this was right before, you know, he, he's gathering his resources to build God's temple, to God, build God's house. And, you know, he, he acknowledges that, you know, everything that they've sort of accumulated or were able to collect, it, it comes from God, you know. And so the people were willing, they had a willingness to, to, to give because they knew where it was coming from. Um, so, so I got a question. So, so what makes a bad steward, you know? What's what's sort of the opposite of that, you know? And I believe it's, I believe it's not, you know, meeting the appointment that God has for your life, you know, that we all have something that God's calling us to, and you know, being a steward or being a bad steward, should I say, is is not meeting it, not not cutting it. Um, let's look at another passage, uh, Matthew twenty five. In Matthew 25, uh, starting in verse uh, 14, um, I'm going to, I might, for the sake of time, uh, go through this um, sort of, uh, just break it up a little bit here, but I definitely encourage you to read it. Most of us maybe are familiar with the parable of the, the talents, you know. Uh, the master, uh, he appoints his servants and gives them uh, an allotment of his possessions, you know, mm-hmm. according to their ability, you know. And then he leaves, and then, you know, basically, um, you know, after after leaving, he comes back, to settle the accounts with the the servants to see what they did, he, basically to see what they did with his possessions, you know. And he, he says uh, in verse nineteen, it said, "After a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them." The man who received five talents uh, approached, uh, presenting five more talents, saying, "Master, you've given me five talents. See, I've earned five more." And then his uh, master said, "Well done, good and faithful servant." You are faithful over a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Share your your master's joy. Um, and then then the next guy comes, and he, he's got a little bit less, but he does the same thing. And then we find, um, you know, we come to the, the guy who was given basically the least amount of resources. Uh, in verse, verse 20, it says, The man who received one talent uh, also approached and said, Master, I know you. You're a harsh man, reaping where you haven't sown and gathering where you have, haven't scattered seeds. So I was afraid and went off and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. The master replied to him, You evil, lazy servant. If you knew what I, that I reaped where I hadn't sown and gathered where I hadn't scattered, then you should have deposited my money with the bankers, and I would have received my money back with interest when I returned. So take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten. For to everyone who has, more will be given. And he will have more than enough. But from the one who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. And throw this good-for-nothing servant out into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So, so we see here that there's, there's, there's clearly a... A bad servant, you know, a, a bad steward of, of the accounts, you know. I think that 
this applies for us too. You know, God didn't intend to give you these resources in vain. Yeah. You know? He didn't give you your talent. You know, he didn't give you the the financial uh, opportunities that you have right now uh, for nothing. He didn't give you his Holy Spirit and place it inside you for nothing either. You know, um, you know what was this servant doing uh, while the others were working? You know, that's a good question. You know, he, he was lazy. Yeah. He was lazy. He, you know, he had a wicked heart. He didn't care about what the master's, you know, master's possessions. He didn't care about the affairs of the master. He didn't, the, the joy of the master. He had no, um, no thought of that, you know. Um, you know, God isn't calling us to the mundane. You know, he isn't calling us to be couch potatoes, you know, right. lazy, on, you know. Um, God isn't calling us to that. He's calling us to something greater. You know, something that we, um, something that really impressed upon me early on is just like, wow, like, I am already, when I enter the kingdom, I am already more successful and more, uh, have more value already placed upon me than anyone else in the world for the pure sake of just me just being counted in God's kingdom. Like, I'm already greater than, I'm already doing a lot better than anybody else. So when it comes to, like, going after things in life, going after things that you, that you feel God's calling you to, you know, so what if you fail even? You've already, you're already more successful than the Elon Musk, you know, the... You know, you're already more successful than these worldly guys, you know, who have all this money. Like, all of that's going to, all their resources at the end, they're not going to be able to take it with them, you know. Right. Mm. We're already successful, you know, and we have just have the opportunity um, to do much more. God gives us, empowers us to do much more with, with the talents he's given us. Uh, we just have to have that, that vision for it, you know. Right. Um, so, you know, how do we become good stewards, you know. Uh, and not the the potatoes, you know. Um, well, I was trying to put a list together of things that you know that I feel are important, um, you know, and obviously that means not being lazy. Um, but uh, number one is you're gonna have to decide who's going to be the master. You know, bef- prior to me, uh, you know, becoming a Christian, I thought I was the master. You know, um, but. You know, we really got to, you really have to decide who's going to be the master of, of your life and who are you going to serve, you know. Because um, Bob Dylan's saying, you know, you got to serve, always got to serve somebody. Um, you know, for, for those of you who maybe really haven't decided yet who's the master, you know, for those people who haven't made Jesus your master, you know, I definitely encourage you to grab somebody and study the Bible, you know. Talk about it, make that decision, you know. Because the disciples... That's, that choice, uh, we have to make daily, you know, right. hourly, you know. Every day we have to decide, oh, man, like, do I want to serve myself right now or serve the master, you know? Because um, there's definitely times when I'll admit, like, that I've, I've felt like the lazy servant. You know, I felt like I don't want to give right now. But um, acknowledging, you know, what God has done for me and, and all the good things he's done for me and, and allowed me to have those opportunities, um, has been a motivation at times when I've just say, said, you know what, I don't feel like it, but this is what God 
this is what God is calling me. This is what the Master is calling me. I want to share with this happiness. I want to share with the joy of the Master one day. Uh, so I need to make some hard decisions now. Um, you know, I think another thing, a part of being a good steward is knowing the Master's will. You know, I'm sure that, you know, these other guys, they're, you know, they knew what the Master wanted them to do, you yeah. know. Um, it's important for us to know that too. And, and how, can we, how can we know the Master's will? Well, you know, we've got His Word, you know. We have an opportunity to, to pray to God, you know, and to actually hear from other spiritual men, you know, to, to, to imitate other people's faiths, you know. But um, it's really important that we stay in tune with that. Um, another passage... Um, Actually, right here in Matthew 25, um, we'll go there, the, the sheeps and the goats. Um, in, verse, uh, in verse 30, 35, you know, Jesus is giving this parable about how, like, the Father will come and he'll, he'll separate the sheeps and the goats, you know, and we'll just say that one is good and one's bad. Um, you know, in verse 35, it says, For I was hungry, well... We'll say, maybe it will start in 34. Then the king will say to those on the right, Come you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. Mm. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. And then the, the righteous respond like, what, Lord, when, when did we see this? When, when do we do this for you? You know, and he, and he says, you know, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of the brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Um, so, like, knowing God's will is, is, is knowing his word, you know, and realizing that, you know, we have an opportunity when we see, um, apparently see those who are in need, you know, to, to meet those needs with the resources that God has given us. Um, you know, being a good steward, just honestly, just like also means just like giving to the Lord first, you know, making that decision, you know, whether that's, you know, tithing or, or the free will offering or donations, like that's whatever you have, making sure that you, you give that first to give that first to God, you know, um, I can share, you know, from my own life and college, you know, when I had a, you know, like, I had college, I went to, an, like, an expensive college, but, you know, the, I know, understand the loans and stuff like that. I, I was there, and the, and the lifestyle, but I had to, I had to get a job, and I had to work, and even, like, even what I had, you know, I was, I knew from, I had the conviction from early on as a disciple that I need to at least give 10%, you know, you know, whether that's, you know, before taxes or after taxes, I'll let you square that between you and God. But, you know, I think, like, bottom line is, like, that comes, that comes first. God gives us a set income, you know, whatever that is, you know. And my conviction was I just have to live right below that. You know, that 10%, I just have to, like, live right below that. And you'll find that you'll be surprised, you know, it's not that hard. You know, you're a really, like... God's going to make it, he's going to work things out, you know? Yeah. I think that the challenge with, with most, most people is like, you know, well, I don't really know what I'm going to get. You know, I don't really know what my income is going to be, you know? And I think that takes just some discipline, um, you know, some maturity of like learning how to do a budget, 
Um, and that's something that if you need to learn, like there's great resources here amongst you, brothers who have, have, have learned that, you know, and uh, all you got to do is ask, you know. Um, what's, what's, really, um, what's really hard to see is brothers that say, I don't have any money to give to God, but you know what? I'm sure going to make the new, I'm going to go see that new Marvel movie that's coming out for sure when my friends want to go. Preach. Or, you know, when my friends want to go out to go eat, it's like, oh, you know, Sunday, Sunday come, I don't have any money to give, you know, on the plate, but Saturday I will definitely go out with my friends and hang out, you know, and get some dinner or whatever, whatever they're doing, you know, because I've been there, you know, but, but if you've, honestly, if you made that decision before that I'm going to give to God, then he's going to like make it, he's going to make that other stuff work out, you know, you'll still be able to like enjoy, you know, your friends, you know, if they're real friends, they're like, hey, like, let's just stay in or let's, let's make dinner, you know. Let's do something different, you know. Um, but making that choice beforehand is is putting God first, and that's what we need to do. Um, you know, you know, as we go through this life, you you go through different stages in life, right? So, you know, now now being married um, <clears throat> and <clears throat> working with two two incomes, you know, or you know, I'll share that when Paige went back to school. Uh, we went from two incomes to going to one income, and maybe some of you guys would know what that what that looks like or feels like, you know. But when that was happening, we just made the decision. We we sat down and prayed together, like God, like I know you're. We know that you're going to take care of us, but just give us enough in terms of our income that we're able to still be generous with what we have. You know, yeah. that was our hearts, and we prayed that prayer, and God definitely prayed answered that prayer. You know, Amen. you know, and it's just. It was just a matter of being conscious about, like, hey, like, God can do anything. Let's just ask, you know. Let's just ask him for the, the, the opportunity to be generous when things are a little bit leaner, you know. Um, and that's just, that's honestly just, just building convictions, you know. God answers those prayers when you, when you want to pray, pray boldly about something, you know. Um, you know, and even now, just wanting to, like, having vision for beyond just you know, so, amen, like, we need to support the church here in Maine, and God's, you know, mission to, to reach the, you know, the rest of the world, but, you know, there's definitely other opportunities to, to be generous, um, something that we've decided to do is, you know, and have been doing for a while, is supporting an orphanage in India, you know, just setting aside money to, like, hey, like, this money, let's, let's do something more, you know, let's, let's do something out of our, you know, out of what we have to be able to support somebody else who's in need, you know, um, have vision for that. You know, you, I, I want to give like more and more, you know? Uh, and I think that when you have that sort of conviction, when you have that, when you find that joy of what it, what it means to give, like God blesses that, you know? Um, you know, and you know, now we're in a different stage with, with Johnny here. Uh, you know, little Johnny, Johnny Thunderpants, um, as they called him. Um, you know, uh, we're just in a, in a new stage of life where that's going to mean something different for our finances, you know. And honestly, like, you build upon your convictions, you know. God tests your hearts, you know, to see what, if you're going to remain faithful. So this is just the next stage, you know. And that's why, like, some of the resources and tools, like, you know, before it was Dwala and, and now we use Tidely, you know, like, things are just being consistent with, 
with giving, you know, it's just, it's just a tool and it helps like, it's just something that we use to stay consistent with our giving. And it's just a conviction that we have. We're going to give. Why not make it easy on ourselves? You know? Um, but yeah, those are some, you know, ways of just being a good steward with, with what the financial, the financial side, you know, the giving to God, you know, but there's, there's definitely other things I could share. You know, I, I appreciate, you know, serving in different capacities, you know, going to, I love Habitat for Humanity. I think it's just a great organization. Not, you know, like, apart from like, yeah, building, you know, um, houses for people with low incomes, you know, it's really cool to go someplace and like learn a skill that you might not, you know, hey, like, you know, I didn't know how to do insulation, put in, install insulation until I went and just volunteered, you know. Right. So I'm like, oh, wow, now I know how to do this. You know, that's kind of cool, you know. Um, but there's tons of opportunities to give like that. And whenever you give like that, it's all, you got always, like, you always feel filled up after that. It's like, oh, that was awesome. Like, that was great serving, you know, in whatever capacity. And, and to, to maybe using skills that you already have, you know. Uh, I think for myself, with my profession doing graphic design, it's, it's been a privilege and an honor to, like, be able to serve and to, to use that skill to help out the church, you know. Um, I think that, um, I've, I think I've shared before, at different times I can have a hard, a weird heart about it. It's like, yeah, you know, I do this every day, you know, don't want to feel taken advantage of. But, but then when you actually, like, see, like, wow, like, this is making an impact. This is, like, maybe this little flyer that I've designed, you know, that, you know, maybe I don't feel super great about it. But maybe, like, that got handed to somebody who became a disciple, yeah. you know. And that was, you know, that was all it took to, like, get them there, you know. And, and then from there, the disciples do what the disciples do and build relationships and study the Bible. And you're like, that's, amen. That's just some way that I could use my skill to, to help advance God's kingdom. Amen. So, um, you know, it, with my job right now, like, being here in Maine, like, in itself, coming here for the one-year challenge and sticking around for, you know, I think we're, you know, yeah, coming up on seven. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think I've ever failed to, like, answer, like, why I'm here when people ask me at my job or, like, you know, where are you from? You know, what brought you to Maine? You know, you know like, it's just a, another way of using my job, the people that I, my sphere of influence, you know, to just share about God's kingdom, you know. Right. It's, it's a resource. Your relationships with the people you know are a resource, you know. Use them wisely, you know. Use them to your advantage. Use them right. to God's advantage. Um, and, you know, speaking of relationships, you know, Iggy, dating, congratulations, bro. You know, but, um, you know, thinking about dating in the world, you know, how much, like, when I was in control, when I thought I was, when I was the master, I guess, how poorly I managed the, those, you know, those relationships, you know, but, but now being in the kingdom, like, actually, instead of thinking of, the relationship is like, what can I get out of it? It's like, how can I give to somebody else? You know, right. that's that's the winning sort of formula for a relationship, yeah. uh, whether that's with the opposite sex or you know, or you know, with just relationships amongst brothers. You know, thinking about less about yourself and more about how you can give to somebody else is yeah. is the attitude to to build relationships and foster them. You know, yeah. I feel like I feel like for myself, and I've. I've sort of witnessed this too, that we can be so self-absorbed in our own yep. lives that we'll walk right by people when they're, you know, when they're down, you know, right. and that, that whole, like, we have a power to heal people with, with just 
a simple word, you know? Hey, how you doing? Like, what's, what's going on, you know? It's, it's something that we need to take advantage of. And, and um, you know, and with dating and dating sisters prior to Paige was something, an opportunity to just, hey, like, I want to encourage this sister. I want to learn more about her, you know? And that was, that was something that a conviction that I also, like, picked up early on on uh, my faith. And before I told myself, before I would ask Paige to be my girlfriend, I'm going to take every single sister in the ministry that I was in out on a date. I did that. And to the point where she was like, is this brother even interested in me? Like, he's going on all these dates with his other sisters, you know. But, you know, like, that was great. And I feel like God bless that, you know. And I feel like culturally, like, there's been a stigma about that, you know, or at least... People, like, brothers have attitudes about it. Like, I don't know if that's, you know, I don't care about that. But, you know, whatever it looks like, I, 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 think, it's, I think it's a great thing to do, you know. Honestly, I think that if you're going after encouraging the sisters, whether that's taking them on a date or, you know, maybe just writing them an encouraging card or, or doing something out of, out of, your way to encourage somebody, to, uh, especially the sisters, is really important. You know, I think that I think that some of our, you know, our single sisters are getting neglected. They feel lonely. You know, they they want to they want to experience sort of Christ's love, and you have an opportunity to to show that to them. You know, and that's not only here in Portland too. Like, there's other sisters in other ministries that don't have a whole lot of single brothers or you know around. You know. Take the opportunity, like, we took the opportunity to, not to go to the Philippines, but to, you know, but, but as a single brother, we went and traveled, and we went to different ministries, and, you know, we were, the Ohio church was really tight, you know, so we do a lot of stuff together, and we took sisters on dates, you know, and it was a great opportunity to, to meet new people, you know, um, you know, amen, amen, so, like, you know, I think, those are just like my experiences, but for you, you know, it's hard for me to say, you know, what I need to say for you because I'm not you, you know, God has vision for you. God has given you skills. God has given you ideas, you know, um, get that vision, get inspired, you know, you know, if you need to meditate, listen to the Holy Spirit, what is he calling you to do? You know? Yeah. Um, God has plans for you. We'll just say that. He has, he has good works for you to do, you know. Um, be intentional once you do get that vision, mm. you know. Be strong and courageous, as uh, God told, you know, Joshua, you know, in the Old Testament. And realize that, you know, that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is, is living in you. Amen. So, like, if, <laughs> if you can do, like, the things you could do, you know, the, the things that we have the opportunity the potential for is limitless. Yeah. When you think about having the Holy Spirit dwell inside of you, yeah. all, you have, all you have to do is just go and, and be intentional and go after it, you know? Mm. The resources have been given to you. We have everything that we need, you know? Amen. Um, I was going to share, you know, like back to this, this demonstration, um, you know, I think back to... To me, later on as a disciple, you know, after giving first to God, you know, after like tithing and, you know, using my, the resources that I've had, I found like I still have to do all those other things. I still have to 
you know, pay for rent and, you know, take care of buying food and, you know, you know, still paying on college, you know, amen, uh, still, still getting, you know, still in there, you know, still emptying me out. But, you know, when, when you turn and, um, when, when you are empty, when you feel empty, you know, turning to God and, and looking up to God to, to fill you back up yeah. is um, something that, that, that's what we need to do also, you know. And in yeah. Proverbs three ten it says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and the first fruits of your harvest. Then your barns will be filled overflowing mm. and your vats and brims will um, flow over with new wine. Yeah. And in Malachi three ten it says, uh, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me this, says the Lord, and you will see that I will not throw open, the, and I will throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. So uh, I practiced this once, and I realized that I couldn't, couldn't make a mess here, but this is, this is our lives when we, when we give to God, you know? Yeah, we're just overflowing, you know? So let's say a prayer and we'll end it there, all right? Amen. Uh, Dear Father, you know, I just pray that, that we are inspired and we knowing that, that you have already given us all these resources, Father, um, that we have to just be intentional about just using them for you, Father, to, to be intentional about putting the master's affairs first mm-hmm. and, you know, being about that, Father, in our own lives, you know. I just, I just hope that we all leave here, Father, with just vision, uh, with just ideas about how we can use our skills and our talents and our finances, Father, to, to, to honestly just build up your kingdom, uh, to bring honor and glory to you, Father. Um, you know, I pray that uh, if we ever do feel empty or... Or, you know, that we would just turn to you, Father. Turn to the, to the God who, um, who opens, who has a cattle, cattle on a thousand hills, Father. Yeah. Your resources are limitless. Unlike this bowl, you, your jelly beans will never stop flowing, Father. Um, but, uh, but amen, Father. Um, we just love you and we thank you for this time. Um, and just, uh, just in all things, we love you and we thank you. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Amen. Please, please come and enjoy some jelly beans so that way I don't eat my jelly beans. <laughs> Wait, off the ground? Well, you can have it. Now, if you were truly.